So what should a beginner, what should like a beginner investor focus on when first investing into like a stock market? Yeah, self-education. Self-education when it comes mm-hmm. to anything. Um, that's why I like, if you follow my content, I literally talk about the same five books and the course, same five books yeah. and the course, same five books and the course, yeah. because that's where you will learn the fundamentals. Once you have the fundamentals down, then you can execute. Once you execute, you then retain 90% of what you're doing and learning because you're building the muscle memory. Yeah. And really good books to like, they're very interesting and mind opening because it's something yeah. different that you've really never learned about and yeah. it just catches your attention. And then, and, and they're all mm-hmm. approachable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, they're easy to learn. That's what I found out when I started reading them too. Cause like Pravar said in the beginning, it, they seem intimidating at first when you start reading these, with these complex financial terms, but when you break it down, when you actually do your own research and take time on your own to see what's actually going on with these, with these books, then you can actually learn so much and build that foundation in just even a few months. And then yep. that could lead to great financial benefit for you yep. in the future. It's all a positive feedback loop. Once you get over your own fear and you realize you, Oh, all you really need is an average IQ. This is the thing. Like if you know how to read, if you know how to write and you know how to do basic math, you can be You're a great set. investor. You don't need, ca- exactly. you don't need calculus. You don't yeah. need like <laughs> trigonometry and tangent lines and yield curves and all that. Kind of stuff. If you want to do that, great. You don't need to. I know. And then, you know, all about investing in yourself. Like now is the time. The earlier you do it, the better. Of course. And especially mm-hmm. one of the books you talk about is the little book of common sense investing. And that's just a lot about index funds. And I'm just like, do you mind if you can explain a little bit about index funds? Because I'm so surprised people just don't know about this and how effective it is. Yeah, index fund is like this. It's like buying the entirety of um, of of um, of business. So so basically, instead of me buying individual stock of Tesla or Apple or Berkshire Hathaway or Google, I can buy all of them at once through something called an index fund. An index fund is basically a fund that's managed by somebody. And I give them money and they build a portfolio that reflects whatever index, an index is just a collection of something, whatever Mm -hmm. index that fund is trying to mirror. So if I buy an S&P 500 index fund, the S&P 500 is the top 500 companies in American business. So just like the company that I just mentioned, I can buy all of those at once by, by putting money into this fund who then has a portfolio of all these stocks in weighted order. So like if Facebook is the top company in the S&P 500, then that fund will have in their portfolio mostly Facebook stock and then so on and so on and so on and so on and so forth. And so all an index fund is trying to do is just mirror, copy, mimic the S&P 500, the underlying index that it's following. So if the S&P 500 goes up by 10%, then the portfolio of the fund should go up by 10%. Now, yeah. why is that important? It's important because the fund manager is not going to then try to buy and sell, buy and sell, buy and sell, and try to beat the market because that's not the whole point. That's not the premise. The premise is to mimic, mm-hmm. not beat. So yeah. there's less turnover. There's less – oh, shit. There's less uh, – no. there's yeah. less um, – uh, what you call it? There's less fees 
Mm-hmm. And there's less taxes in the short, there's less short-term, uh, short, what is it, short-term capital gain taxes that um, the company will have to pay and that will be passed on to the investors. So for the long-term passive investor that wants something relatively safe, I guess, that they don't need to monitor all the time, index funds are like your best friend. Now, like with any sort of investing vehicle or investment, it's not risk-free. Mm-hmm. So you need to understand what you're getting into. You need to understand that if the market goes down, you're going to go down with it. But if the market goes up, you're going to go up with it. So you're going to ride the wave of the market or that index rather. Right. So you're going to ride the wave of the S&P 500, which is yeah. not a bad thing because what you're really betting on is American business and you're betting on America. And so if you don't think America is going to survive in the next 50, 60 years or your lifetime, then you not only should like not invest, but you should probably not live in America. You should yeah. live in a different country and then you go to that country and then you should invest in that country because you think it's going to be around innovative, competitive and important right. uh, in the lifetime of your life. For sure. And I you think know. it's also really important how, you know, people fear the constant market fluctuations like, oh, it's going up, it's going down. And then they fear crashes and like the booms. Yeah. But the thing with index funds and especially long term investing, you're playing the yeah. long term game. The mm-hmm. overall growth is, you know, 10%. And mm-hmm. if you bank on that, if you just start as early as possible with index funds, you're going to become really wealthy in the future. Yeah. Here's like, here's the thing. Like if you can, and this is why getting that self-education is super important and reading these books is super important because it will teach you a very important concept, not just for investing, but for life. And that is the concept of slow compounding growth. Yeah. This is, this is the stuff that Jeff Bezos understood mm-hmm. with Amazon, which is why Amazon is a juggernaut now and not and it didn't start out as that because he understood the process of slow compounding growth. And that is a very important concept to understand because once you hit a critical mass, um, you're going to your wealth is going to explode as long as you let time do its thing and you are disciplined and you're consistent in your monthly investing into that portfolio but all of that is explained in the book and all of that is explained in all of these books more or less and you can apply this philosophy of long-term investing to any game you want to play so like with rental properties with crypto this is how i invest in my crypto i I just long-term invest Mm -hmm. because because i've done my due diligence i've been like yeah bitcoin is going to be important to the future Ethereum is going to be important to the future. Cardano, I'm pretty sure is also. I think Chainlink is also. I think so. Whatever I'm holding, I'm holding for life, and I'm probably never going to cash out. I'm just going to put more money in. I see, and that's a good and, idea. Mm-hmm. And and the main idea there, I think, is patience, uh-huh. right? And it's it may not seem appealing to a lot of people, especially no. younger younger people, when they hear about like GameStop or AMC, when they see that oh, this guy made like 10k in like a day, right? So a lot of people are thinking, well, I can do that. I can get rich quick, but it's it's not really safe to keep practicing that, especially if you're a beginner investor who hasn't taken that time to invest in yourself. So when they when they go in there blindly, that's when that thing happens where they just go, well, I lost a bunch of money. Now I'm never investing in the stock market, market again. And like the crazy thing is, is like as a long-term investor, eventually you will make $10,000 a day. You, yeah. that, that's a very much a possibility. Mm-hmm. You can make $10,000 in passive income in a month 
because your nest egg is so big. Like if you have a $2 million nest egg, you can take out what two, like 4% of that. What is that? I don't know. You can take out like 5% of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what mm-hmm. was 10%? My math is horrific, what? but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So like you can live off yeah. of that. Um, and then it's also going to give you dividends. So now you have passive income coming in and that passive income, depending on what, how, you know, what companies it's like, it could be a ton of money. And so you, mm-hmm. it all mm-hmm. kind of pays off in the end, but you have to have that patience. For sure. Patience yeah. and especially in early start time, because when you talk about compounding interest, mm-hmm. it takes time because it's exponential growth. So the yep. earlier you start, the higher that curve becomes later yes. on as time goes on. So when you reinvest and, those dividends, yeah, continue. Yep. Uh, and the only way to catch up if you started late is to make more money, which is why side hustles and ownership mm-hmm. really become important. 